0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Deshaun Watson is
0: back for the Cleveland Browns. Could Deion Sanders shake up the college football scene all over again? And who are the best wide receivers in the NFL? It's been a long 18 months for Deshaun Watson. Having been accused by more than 20 women of sexual assault and sexual misconduct, he will make his return to the Cleveland Browns this Sunday against the Houston Texans. A four and seventeen, in which Jacoby Brissett led valiantly for much of the season. A, a player who looked much better than he had looked at any point in his NFL career really played some good football. Joining me now from Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd and and Jeff, this is a a thorny story. It has been from the very beginning. Let's just start here. What is the the sentiment that you hear from Browns fans around? The replacement of Jacoby Brissett with Deshaun Watson because there has been a hey maybe Jacoby should just keep the job the rest of the year sentiment among some people. He's done a really really nice job and there's just no way around it. Um, you know I
2: think it, it ended up six turnovers in eleven games admirable. Um, there were times where the Browns unfortunately put him in a position they never intended to, which was you know to go win the game. Ironically, his last start for the Browns. He did do just that, able to extend mm-hmm. that game. So it was a gritty, gutty story to see. But for me, you go to Sunday Night Football. What was one of the things they, they, they talked about there in that game? I know your eyes were on it intently. They talked about play, quarterbacks like Jacoby Brissett. Basically, we have so many guys now, and we've crossed the line, where more than half the league, these guys are athletes who play the quarterback position. They're not just quarterbacks. Jacoby Brissett, 25 years ago, would have been a just fine quarterback in the NFL. But now you strive to have quarterbacks who are dual threats. Deshaun, you know, granted, he is not probably the runner you put in the echelon, some of these guys certainly. And as he's gotten older and away from the game, you know, you don't think he's going to start running the ball more. This is all about what he can do, but it's the opportunity to put more in as far as rollouts and having more faith in that. And even some direct runs every now and then. You're never going to call a direct run with Jacoby Brissett every now and then. You get gifted one, but you feel like you can play at a faster pace. You feel like you can basically home run hit. You know, he can make a mistake, but you want to know what? Next drive, you can go 85 for a score in five plays. This is the type of ability this guy has. Um, and, you know, it, I think the most awkward thing was going to be the way these two seasons blended together. Um, once it became 11 games for Deshaun, it really was, you know, this weird path. You know, And would these two seasons even mesh together at all? Right. We don't know. The Browns have a 4.7% to make the playoffs. I don't think anybody's looking for that. But the importance for Deshaun Watson to come in and play well for this team is the Browns going to need to, you know, do some upgrades on the defensive side of the ball. And we know all how, you know, how this works in the NFL. Everybody's kind of offering you similar money, but you look at these teams and, you know, the Browns, they go five and one, they go four and two with Deshaun Watson. He looks good. Doesn't turn the ball over. You're a guy looking to commit to this team. I think you got a lot more faith. You know, you're going to commit more to that than you would to a Jacoby Brissett. It was admirable what Jacoby did. It was fun. It was a great story. I hope he goes off and gets a two year guaranteed contract somewhere, you know, to be the same type of role, except maybe, you know, holding off a young guy as long as he can. Um, But it was, you know, the story was great. And, you know, but you you fall in love with a Jacoby Brissett. You hopefully win championships with a Deshaun Watson.
0: So uh, all of that being said, and I I think that's spot on, and we know the talent of Deshaun Watson. But how do you think the fact that Jacoby did fight so admirably, as you said, through all of this, Um, And now your season is, you know, hanging by a thread. You add in these ugly allegations. How do you think the the play of Jacoby Brissett either uh, amplifies or um, mitigates the pressure that someone like Deshaun Watson is going to feel coming into this team right now? Definitely an
2: awkward situation, but I truly believe that most people in that locker room Look, you knew where this was headed. You knew this was coming. And look, sure. once you say $238 million guaranteed. Um,
0: Everyone knows look, the score.
2: Of course. Of course. I mean, you know, what was you know what time it is. Everybody knows what time it is. Um, this is, you know, and even, you know, last week, you know, the the first team reps were almost more in Deshaun Watson's favor, even though Jacoby Bichette was playing the game. Um, you know, I don't think players, you know, fell in love. But they know either way. And they knew what was going to be the case. Um, this would probably make it a little you know tougher pill to swallow because Jacoby was this great ambassador, great dude, great teammate. Um, you know, threw the touchdown pass to David Njoku, turned around and you know, grabbed you know, Kevin Stavansky gave him a big hug. But I think it's also because you know you understand this the way this league works. And Jacoby, you know, what the Browns needed him to do, he took a pretty good advantage of this opportunity and did well for himself. Um, but you know, you want your team to win at the end of the day, you want your team to have hope. And for the Browns, you know, everybody talks about, oh, they have one of the best running backs in the game, Nick Chubb. They have one of the best running backs. I mean, Westy ends in the game, and Miles Garrett. Well, now they might legitimately say they have one of the best quarterbacks in the game. And once you've got that type of talent and you're spreading it out with the way Amari Cooper's playing and certainly some improvements coming on the defensive side of the ball, that gets you start thinking about, you know, championships. The Browns don't need good stories anymore. They've had a million of them. We've had to find a million ways to come up with good stories because we haven't been talking about, you know, having legit, legit heat on you that you should be a team that's contending for late January football every single year. And hopefully for the Browns and everything that's invested, because this is a ton of money. This is a head coach's future. This is a general manager's future. Even if they weren't as influential as the decision as the owner was, There'll be heads to roll if this doesn't work out, so they need to go off to a good start now so nobody's looking at a short leash to possibly start 2023.
0: Stay up to date all year on the Cleveland Browns by subscribing to the Locked on Sports Today podcast and the Locked on Browns podcast all on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked on Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, is Deion Sanders ready to take the leap to the Power Five? Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. The action tips off tonight with the Orlando Magic hosting the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks, six point favorites in that one. The Brooklyn Nets are without Ben Simmons tonight, but are still five and a half point favorites over the Washington Wizards. Bet Online has the Denver Nuggets as a whopping 11 and a half point favorite over the Houston Rockets tonight. No, well, it's the Rockets. Bet Online, where the game starts.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: The United States men's national team has advanced to the knockout round of the World Cup for just the seventh time. First time since 2014. Following a 1-0 win over Iran, the U.S. takes on the Netherlands on Saturday morning. Buffalo Bills star pass rusher Von Miller injured his knee on Thanksgiving while things initially looked bleak. The expectation now is that Miller will be ready to return for the Bills' Week 14 matchup against the New York Jets. And that could be a big one in the AFC playoff race. The Minnesota Timberwolves can breathe a sigh of relief as all-star forward Carl Anthony Towns will miss four to six weeks with a calf strain. Initial looks at the injury. Made it seem like it could be much worse. A non-contact injury is always something to be very nervous about. Luckily, it is not the ACL Achilles kind of injury that some feared it might be. Anytime you see non-contact, you have to be worried at least a little about something like that. The New York Knicks put forth one of the best games of the season last night in a 140-110 win over the Detroit Pistons, who are almost certainly hoping to add Victor Wembenyama to their roster this offseason, and things keep going this way. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Gavin Schell of the Locked On Knicks podcast. Following a 140 to 110 victory for the New York Knicks over the Detroit Pistons, the story tonight pretty obvious. Julius Randle on his birthday, putting up a cool 36 7 and 5 in just 31 minutes. Started off absolutely scalding, hitting four threes in the first 10 minutes of the ball game, on his way to a quick
3: 17 points. And even in the second half, when the shooting fell off a tad. He made up for it by aggressively assaulting his mismatches, bullying Bogdanovich under the basket, a vicious one-handed punch that drew a technical foul
0: on the Pistons in transition, and also threw some really smart passes. Had a great little pump and step through that set up Quentin Grimes' signature a pump fake, blow by, and pass to Mitchell Robinson that he seems to get. Once a game. So an easy win for the New York Knicks. A happy birthday to Julius Randle. Gavin Shaw signing off. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets have their new head football coach. The university announced they hired Brent Key, who was the Yellow Jackets assistant head coach, offensive line coach, and run game coordinator from 2019 to 2022. The overtures are going to keep coming for prime. Deion Sanders confirms that he was offered the Colorado job among other head coaching jobs. Now, to be fair, we've heard this from coaches before, all the job offers they're getting, but never come to fruition. But with Dion, it seems believable. Joining me now from Locked On HBCU, Darian Gray. And Darian, Dion Sanders has already brought a ton of new attention to HBCU football, but, but what do you think it means to these HBCU schools That someone like Deion Sanders is attracting all of this attention from the big programs. And for now, he's choosing to stay.
3: So I didn't listen, guys, we don't screen these questions. So I wasn't sure where he was going to start, but I'm glad you started there because I did have something that I did want to get off of my chest about this. I believe that this whole conversation kind of revolves and is a testament of what he has built at Jackson State, and that goes to the credit of both Deion Sanders and Jackson State, the institution, and I say that because the obvious statement is that, oh, well, he built up a winning program, so Colorado wants him, and he said other schools as well, but we'll focus on Colorado because their name is out there, so he built up a winning program. Of course, Colorado wants him, but at the same time, The fact that this is even a talking point, the idea that he might turn down Colorado is once again a testament of what he has built because he is comfortable enough at Jackson State to say, you know what, that's not the right job. I don't care that it's Power 5. I don't care that it's in the Pac-12. I don't care that I can make the college football playoffs if I build up a program there. I'm comfortable enough at Jackson State to be selective with who I go to if I even decide to leave at all. And it
0: seems to me there is a trickle-down effect to the student athletes to say, well, I don't need to go to Colorado. I can go to Jackson State if I want to, if for no other reason then I have Deion Sanders there who can help me get to the NFL. And and Deion, by the way, has been loud about saying, we need to have NFL scouts at my program. I We have kids in the HBCU system that can play at that level. And the longer and the louder he is on that, and good for him for doing that, the more you might have kids going, wait, why why would I go to Colorado and be the sixth running back? I can go to Jackson State and maybe start, and that's the
3: best path for me. James Houston just graduated from Jackson State, just went into the league. I'm sure you know that right there in your division. On Thanksgiving, he made his NFL debut. He recovered a fumble and had two sacks. That is a Jackson State product in his first NFL professional game who did that? Yes, Deion Sanders is going to be a huge advocate and a huge reason that players come, but you also have to show that you have the ability to do it. It's not just Deion Sanders. You have to actually have proof of product, right? Or proof of concept is one of those things when you're talking about pitching and stuff. That's James Houston. So if you want a model, go look at James Houston, spent all that time in Florida. He spent a year at Jackson State, improved his draft stock, got drafted, and then in his debut, had an impact. So yes, Deion Sanders is attractive to everybody. But then also the idea that you can go to the league and make an impact is just as attractive.
0: What? How long do you think this can go on? Like, is it, like, what is the level of program where Dion has to say it's great that I've done this awesome thing at Jackson State, but you know, Dabo is stepping down from Clemson and they're going to
3: offer me ten million dollars a year to take that job. Like, where, where do you think the line is? I don't know. I've went back and forth on this because, as you know, Deion Sanders and the idea of leaving Jackson State isn't new. It's been around. I've always thought, okay, he's going to see his kids through this. He's going to stay with Shador, which would mean he would be here for two more seasons at least. I think that he'll stay with Travis Hunter. Of course, they could come with him to these platforms and to these programs, but I think he'll probably stay. But now that it's really here, I started thinking, the idea of Deion Sanders and just all of these names, it doesn't move me until it happens. And I'm going to tell you why, Peter. Because Nearly every coach can be poached at some point. How many schools really know that they have their guy and he's never leaving? Brian Kelly. I'm sure Notre Notre Dame probably felt like they had Brian Kelly in the bag as long as they wanted him. But then what happens? He leaves for LSU, and that's a challenge of taking on Georgia and Alabama. So it's never as if The right job can't come calling, and I don't know what the right job is. Maybe it's Cincinnati. Maybe it's a group of five school. Maybe it is Colorado. People think Colorado's a bad program. Well, maybe his ego, which we know he has, is what makes Deion Sanders prime time and what has Mm -hmm. made him successful. Maybe he says, I can take Colorado from being the bottom, and I can compete with Lincoln Riley and USC. I don't know. There's so many avenues that he could go to be successful and improve his legacy. And maybe he just says, I want to be the greatest HBCU coach of this generation and stays here for another decade. There are so many opportunities and so many ways that he could go that I, I can't call it. <laughs> I really can't call it, but I do know that it will be fun to see what happens. And I, I really can't wait, whether that's Colorado, Jackson State, Cincinnati, or Clemson. It'll be fun. Stay up to date all year on HBCU Sports by subscribing to Locked On Sports today
0: and Locked On HBCU on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, who are the best wide receivers in the NFL right now?
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: Justin Jefferson has been setting records ever since he stepped foot on an NFL field. But how does he compare to the rest of the NFL? I think that everyone wants to, because we have such a great history, compare him in in such a short period of time. But I do believe that um, if he fulfills his potential, if he's able to avoid injuries, if he's able to stay with the Vikings, because that's part of it too, um, you got to be able to put up unbelievable numbers to be able to get in that conversation I believe that if 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 people consider me to be the greatest Viking then my dogs are running around chasing then I'm just holding the crown until he finishes his career the thing about this and I by the way I am a huge fan of Chris Carter the post NFL world personality I think he's excellent on TV he's excellent in this interview go listen to the full interview, but is it weird? My first thought was, isn't Randy Moss the best Vikings receiver ever? That's a a separate question. It made me think, who is the best receiver in the league right now? Because is it Justin Jefferson? After week one and the demolition of the Green Bay Packers, it looked like he was ready to take that mantle. I'm not sure he is in that quite number one spot, but he's in the mix right now. Right now, I think the best receiver in football is Tyreek Hill. And last year, if you'd have asked me, I would have said Devontae Adams. And I think they are the top two guys because Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders. It is not a seamless transition in the way that it is for Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill's skill set is less scheme dependent, less quarterback dependent than Devontae Adams, even though I think Devontae Adams can win routes in more kinds of ways, is the more polished route runner. And is just overall the more complete player. But Tyreek Hill is the most combustible force at the position in the NFL. And the last season has changed my mind a little bit about who is at that top spot. I think Devontae Adams is 1B. And then you're talking about Justin Jefferson. I think he is a half step below those guys. He hasn't put up the crazy numbers we thought he would in this offense this season. But we saw against the Bills he can still single-handedly take over these games. Cooper Cup is hurt, I think, after nearly triple crowning. He has to be in this conversation. And then Stefan Diggs, maybe the most underrated player, full stop, in football. He is just so, so good. He's sneaky good. He's, he's the butler for Mr. Deeds. He's just... Don't underestimate the sneakiness. All of a sudden, you look up, he's got eight catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. He's just so smooth and so good. One honorable mention. We're going to do top fives. Jamar Chase, who's also hurt. He was an all-pro last year. This year, hasn't gotten going the same kind of way, but physically, he is so gifted. He is the guy to look for. He could be in that top one, top two, top three conversation sooner than later. And finally... Indianapolis head coach Jeff Saturday came out on Tuesday and said he regrets how he handled the late-game situation against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday night football. If only the situation of having a head coach with no idea how to manage the clock could have been avoided. But, hey, at least your expectations were low to begin with. Looking at you, Nathaniel Hackett. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on tomorrow's show, the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots face off for the first time this season on Thursday Night Football. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.